So, hey, Leia, I sent you some topic ideas for the podcast. Did you get a chance to read them yet? Yeah. And you didn't reply, though. That's because... Rejected, rejected. Yeah, you just got rejected. R E J E C T E G, rejected. You just got rejected. I'm Lamont, and I try to accept everyone for who they are. And I'm Leia. I only applied to one college because I didn't want to get rejected. <laughs> and, and you're, you're tuning, tuning in to the Lamont and Leia podcast. <laughs> so if you haven't clearly connected today's topic from Leia's like rejecting me <laughs> <laughs> intro. <laughs> Today we're talking about normalizing rejection and mm-hmm. handling it in an appropriate way. And to help us do that, I've invited business owner and book author Michelle Zellner, the author of You Revolution, The Journey of a Better Being. This is a 10-week lifestyle changing program aimed to help you improve any aspect of your life so you can become the healthiest human being you want to be. Today we'll be talking about rejection, hearing from others, sharing some of our own stories, and talking about how how to be healthy in dealing with or handling rejection. Michelle, welcome to the Lamont and Leia podcast. We are so glad that you volunteered to talk about this subject and join us today. Well, I tell you, I'm really excited to be here to talk about this subject because I don't think it's one we have a lot of conversations over and as somebody who's lived a bit of a life and has probably had uh, plenty of rejection uh, I, I think it'll be a very interesting conversation so I'm excited to have it with you all right so we are talking about rejection today and we're talking we're gonna hopefully we'll learn a lot and I have a surprise for you and Leia something that we haven't done on Lamont and Leia podcast before um, so let's go ahead and just jump right in. Are you actually, you bef- right before we get go started, ahead. Lamont, can we have you introduce yourself, please, for our audience that may not know who you are? Yes, for sure. Uh, so my name is Michelle Zellner, and uh, I currently live in Denver, Colorado, via Hawaii, via Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, Leah and I just discovered we have a shared connection there. And uh, I have a wellness business called Better Beings. It uh, turns 25 years old in 2022. So started out literally like a million years ago as a personal trainer, (laughs) and that's uh, evolved into lots of different things. So currently what I mostly do is either one-on-one coaching and training or corporate events, public speaking, uh, corporate wellness trainings, conference speaking, uh, that kind of stuff. I also do have an online platform, uh, U Revolution University, which is your one-stop shop if you want to learn how to be a healthier, happier human. Awesome. Oh, thank that's you. Great. Yeah. And of course, we'll link everything down below so you guys go ahead and check all those links out. All right, Lamont, I will let you get back to it. All right. So, um, rejection. 
is so hard and hurtful. And as we, as I was putting this episode together in my mind, I had this overwhelming feeling that we need to hear from other people on this topic. I, I mean, I love myself and Leia and we love our guests, but I was like, we need more input. So I reached out to some friends and family and not everyone was comfortable sending me a video. So one mm -hmm. friend, um, his name's Daniel, um, as well, because there's a different Daniel in the video, um, wrote out what he wanted to say because he, he just didn't want to be on screen. So mm -hmm. he says, rejection to me means that you weren't desired or needed by someone or to an employer. Rejection stems from an individual's feelings that they weren't good enough assets or good fit in a relationship or an employer or for an employer. It feels to me though you weren't enough and you feel a guilt consume that, that consumes your thinking and that you were rejected because you were the problem. Rejection has a very negative meaning towards the use the user or to us. Commonly I have heard this word used by many individuals after going through a breakup and the belief behind the word is that you were not enough. Hmm. I, I would say that probably sums it up for most of us. I would say, I know I've certainly had those feelings when I've been rejected from various people in various ways. Um, so yeah, I would definitely agree with that. All right, well, let's see what other people had to say. To me, rejection is like being thrown away as if you were nothing. All the time and effort, all the emotions you put into someone's life as if it were nothing. It's, it's a horrible but feeling. Rejection feels like, to me, it feels like a heat that starts off in your chest and it like slowly rises up your throat and you can feel it through your ears and it's this tingling and this heat and then you physically have like a turning in your stomach and constantly in your head you're thinking what did I do what did I do to make them say no and did I do something wrong am I not good enough do they not love me anymore like you const I constantly get that in my head when I feel that sense of rejection, whether it be from somebody I love or for a project or a job that, you know, I want it desperately. You know, you, you, you feel as if you're not worth it when, you know, we're all worth it. We're all, you know, awesome in our own way. And it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to think of that when you've got this sense of dread from being rejected. And I'm an introvert myself, so it's like pretty much just an everyday, not everyday thing, but when it's anything important, I always get that, oh, am I gonna be good enough? Am I gonna be able to do this? Um, is it gonna be a no? And you have to think, you know, you know, what's worse than no, but still, it's like really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, how it makes me feel and that's the most 
I guess, guess detailed way I can describe that. <laughs> okay. I feel as though rejection is kind of more similar to isolation. Um, because when it's like rejection, it's not quite the same as just being let down or being just told you can't do anything. Rejection is kind of similar to like, I guess the best way it would be like rejection would be like kind of shattering the illusion that you, that you would have of anything because it's, it's generally, generally when a person is thinking about something, um, more or less, I want to say, Okay, well, a good example being would be, well, or at least a decent example, would be if you were having hopes to try and get into a college, and then they tell you you can't go there. Generally, that would be treated as rejection. But the effect of it isn't necessarily saying that you can't go to college or that you don't have the capability, but it is the rejection of the plans that you had or the thoughts that you had. So rejection more or less would be like, the rejecting of your perception of reality, I guess you would say. Um, kind of like if you were hoping to be with a person and then you don't get with them, you may feel rejected, but there may be a reason. But in, in the end result... Well, rejection sucks. And for me, getting your heart broken and feeling like nobody gives a damn or even loves you. You know, I just feel like, you know, when somebody rejects me, it's like, what did I do wrong? Am I the one that's wrong? What, you know... Is it how I look? Is it who I am? What's wrong with me? Hi. Um, rejection to me means not being important or lack the, lacking the importance of something, whether it's like an idea, your assets. It just feels like you're not wanted for someone or something. And, you know, that's fine. Rejection is common. It happens happens a lot more than being accepted, to be honest. And it feels like feels like the walls just close in on you. You ask, you start to like ask yourself why, like, why was I rejected? Why me? Like I'm important. Why? You just ask to ask the question why, you know, and it can make you feel very lonely. Sometimes it feels like why try if you're always going to be rejected, you know, but you have to try to keep a positive mind because there's always something out there and you are valid. Everyone here is valid. And if they don't see it, then your assets are needed somewhere else because everyone else is valid and everyone else is needed. The rejection part though, it really feels like, like, like a punch in the face, you know, if it's like here, like work on yourself and then you'll be wanted. But rejection, rejection sucks. But once we get accepted, it's, it's a great feeling. Rejection is the feeling that what I offer is not valued or needed from another person group of people, community, or organization. Rejection is one of those things that if you feel it, it can bring up a lot of uncomfortable emotions. For me, I felt rejection when I have taken on the responsibility of other people's actions or words and have used that to define myself as worthless or a problem. And that can be really challenging because when you take on the responsibility of someone else, instead of evaluating the situation as a whole it makes that person in my example myself feel shame and so rejection can also be a good thing i have been rejected from jobs that looking back on it i would not have succeeded in that job so i think rejection can be 
and be experienced in many different ways depending on how the person who feels rejection handles it. Hi my friend, so we're talking rejection, huh? Well, for me, rejection, it falls into two categories. There's rejection without merit, which I think is the most painful one our society uh, contributes to our human experience. That's when we're rejected because of something we were born with, be it the color of our skin, uh, our sexual orientation, um, the way we look, um, some of our innate personality traits that exist from birth. And then there's another side that's rejection with merit. Um, I know there's definitely been jobs I've applied for that I wasn't qualified for that was actually a blessing I didn't get or men I would pursue that weren't interested that if it would have come to fruition would have been horrifying for me. So I think there's two different kinds of rejection, you know, that which is with bias and without concern and then there's that that is thought out and I've come to learn that any form of rejection, as painful as it can be, can also be beautiful and really sculpt your soul and uh, change you into a more wise creation. Love you lots, bye moments of rejection that really shaped um, who I am, ultimately. I think at one point when I used to feel rejection, because I mean, it hits you hard, like it just brings in this deep sadness. And I feel like it's um, it brings back a lot of like the inner child wounding of just feeling like alone and lost. And it feels slightly different when I pay attention to how it feels in my body each time. But at one point, I used to just put it on a shelf and just not think about it and just try to move on. But what I've noticed from all the years that I didn't feel it is that I have triggers that like different smaller situations, they remind me of rejection from high school or from things that I felt as a kid. So now I am trying as much as possible that when rejection comes to the surface to let myself fully feel it, to ask myself what I need, to look at what that wound is from the past that felt rejected or unloved or not good enough and to really like give some time to really heal that now. Um, I feel like there's times as well where I'm able to see rejection from the vantage point of, well, that's a positive sign I'm playing full out, that I'm not pleasing everybody anymore. Yes, of course we're expecting rejection when we're being our best, boldest, you know, most magnetic self. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I have some complicated, multifaceted views of it. Um, but ultimately, like I am always learning something now when I feel rejection and when I fully let it come into my body to see what it has to teach me and to show me. If you're feeling rejection at all, I just want you to remember that it's triggering something that's allowing you to know that you are now strong enough to heal it, that it's coming back into your experience because you might not have been strong enough or ready enough to heal it then, but you are now. So, mwah. Okay, so I know that was a little bit of a long video. I try to get them to keep it to like one minute, um, but just knowing some of the people that I asked, I knew that was gonna be impossible for them, but they had really good stuff to add so what stood out for you guys what messages did you guys hear about rejection well i mean i'll say i you know i heard ones that i think probably at some point everybody feels and i love the the young lady who wrapped it up because ultimately hopefully when you do start to do the inner work that is where you come to um, that you recognize that rejection is part of life you are never going to please everybody, fit in everywhere. Um, and I think as you grow as your own human and you become confident in who you are, you, you can take rejection 
not uh, not personally, and sometimes it is personal. Like like the young man said, sometimes it's personal, but usually it's a reflection of the other person, not of you. But a lot of times there is a very great reason that you are being rejected and looking at it from that other vantage point can usually help you kind of get through that a little easier in the long run. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I was really happy that not everyone was talking about like romantic rejection. <laughs> uh, cause that was something I was going to point out today is cause, uh, when you think about rejection, I think most people think relationship wise like romantic relationship, but I was going to try and drive home the point that it's, you know, elsewhere, like friendships, work. Someone mentioned college, which is a great one. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad we had some other viewpoints on that. Uh, but two of the things that stood out for me was, um, and sorry, I don't remember who said anything. I didn't write that part down. Um, (laughs) someone said that rejection is when someone rejects your perception of how the reality should be, which I think is very interesting because we do get caught up in like how we want things to turn out. And then when things don't turn out that way, it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? So I really liked the way that was worded. And someone else said um, that you're taking on the responsibility of someone else's feelings, um, which is something that I've been working on personally, is remembering that how someone else feels about you, you know, is not your responsibility to take care of. They need to work on their own feelings. And even if it sucks, like if they reject you or they turn out that they don't like you, then that's that's for them. You can't be concerned with how everyone is feeling or else you're going to be overwhelmed. Um, didn't we just talk about that a lot? Probably. I, I feel think... like we talk about things that overlap all the time. It might have been in authenticity. Maybe. We were talking about that, I believe, like a little bit ago. Uh, but yeah, those are the two things that kind of stood out to me. I was a little surprised that nobody mentioned that sometimes rejection can be used in a positive way can be used to motivate or inspire you Mm -hmm. let's say my very first uh, awareness of rejection was when I was about eight years old I was trying out for a gymnastics team it was a competitive team and it was coached by a husband and a wife and I made the team but during that first practice when we're told oh here's the new girls here's you know what your strengths are here's your weaknesses um as the wife was going down and, and talking about each girl, she, you know, stopped at me and she said, and they called me Shelly. Now, Shelly, Dale didn't really think you should be here. He didn't, he didn't think you were good enough to be on this team, but I told him, oh no, this girl's got grit. She has passion. She wants to be here. But all my eight-year-old years heard were, Whereas, yeah. Dale doesn't think you should be here. Mm-hmm. So number one, rejection, but also rejection by a strong male figure. Mm-hmm. And as an eight-year-old, you don't know what that's going to do. No, in the, in the moment it did motivate me and inspire me to prove him wrong. And I did that. And he, I mean, my coaches and I had a very good relationship, you know, sometimes it was good cop, bad cop. Um, but ultimately had a very good relationship with both of them. But as I went through life, there are things that 
you know, probably I did in certain behaviors and it rooted back to being rejected by a strong male figure. I had a very a great family. So I had a great dad, but this coach, right. That was my very first experience with, with rejection. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until much later that I understood like, Ooh, a lot of my stuff was actually rooted in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a few people kind of hinted towards it. Like it can be positive, yeah, but yeah, it can be motivating. I know. Yeah, I mean, it can certainly be yeah. positive because for sure it's like somebody mentioned, I'm really glad that person I was pursuing was like, no, thank you. Because yeah, yeah it probably would have been a train wreck for me. Right. <laughs> so that's a positive. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think sometimes it can be motivating as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Shelly, you were talking about like, I'm glad that person didn't pursue me. And the first thing that pops into my head is like Beyonce's the best thing I never had. <laughs> She's like, thank God I dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? And even for some old school people, Garth Brooks, unanswered prayers, right? You thank God for unanswered prayers because here's the thing you really thought you wanted. And it turns out, ooh, if I had gotten that, mm-hmm. all these other amazing things that I have in my life, I probably wouldn't have them. Yeah, exactly. What stood out for me was um, a lot of words that people use to describe rejection. And, and a lot, like I picked up definitely on a lot of the negative, like mm-hmm. lonely, not good enough, trash, unimportant, worthlessness, problem. And then I loved shame, shame. And then I loved, loved um, James, how he was like, there's some with merit and some without merit. And yeah, I was like, wow, that was so powerful. Yeah, I had noted that down too. And I then, of that. course, you know, Ashley was just going to bring it. Like, Of course she did. So, <laughs> so, like, when she was like, I take it into my body and I let it tell me. Like, I was just loving everything that she says. Like, yes, Ashley, yes. <laughs> Growing, you know. Well, and um, I'd like to say, you know, all those things those people experience, that is all completely normal because we're humans, right? And if you think about way back in the day, we are, we, be, we belong to a tribe. We are supposed to belong to a tribe. And if you are rejected from that tribe, your survival is very much in danger because mm-hmm. the tribe is what keeps us safe. So if I've been ostracized from the tribe in some way, I, I'm probably not going to survive because to be out by myself, I am very vulnerable. And so that's why we have those feelings when we get rejected, Mm -hmm. right? It's totally normal. All of it is rooted in our survival mechanism. Um, I think a lot of the things that we do to cope with rejection are also rooted in our, uh, our need for surviving, right? We can retaliate, which means we get angry or, you know, we lash out in some way, or we get more aggressive. Like we do more like, oh, that boy doesn't like me. Well, let me do more to make him like me. Mm -hmm. Right. Or maybe we conform. Uh, We were rejected. So, well, maybe I'll start to conform and be more like them and then they'll accept me. Um, Or maybe we withdraw. Right. Oh, well, that doesn't feel good. So now I'm going to withdraw. I think somebody even said, why even bother trying when you Mm -hmm. just keep getting rejected? Um, We might try to soothe or distract ourselves. So maybe somebody rejected me. Well, let me go eat some ice cream or let me go have a couple glasses of wine or do whatever, right? Lots Mm -hmm. of things that we do. And so all of these are also rooted in our survival mechanism. And Mm -hmm. so I want people who who are listening to this to understand that 
whatever you're feeling, it's totally normal. And the way you might be trying to cope with it is also totally normal. Mm -hmm. But at some point, hopefully we recognize that it might not be helpful and potentially could even be turning harmful. So understanding that rejection is something you're going to experience and it can be very difficult, but also there's so much within ourselves to learn from and grow from it um, to, to truly get to a place where you are living in alignment with your values, right? We are core guiding principles. And if we're doing things simply because we want someone to like us or we're afraid to speak up because someone won't like us, well, that eventually starts to make us not feel good as individuals. And then that's going to affect us physically, mentally, and emotionally in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so let's talk about how a person does the rejection, rejecting and what that does to other people. Like, like, um... You're asking how to reject people? Yeah, but Here like... Here we go. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not just how to reject people, but, like, can, is there a better way to go about, like, rejection? Or how... Or let's talk about... And, and let's talk about um, the way people do go about rejecting people. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, think I'm from a very different generation than you. And I know ghosting is a big thing with your generation and below. Am I right? It, yes, <laughs> it is. That didn't used to happen with us because I grew up before technology. So yes, I'm that old. Uh, we had to make a reservation to go to the computer lab at college. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it's a lot different now because technology has made it very easy to reject somebody, right? You mm-hmm. just, you just ghost, you just ignore yeah. them. You're like, bye. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's kind. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I would love to ask you, have either of you ever rejected someone? I think so. I think so. Um, and it's, it's not an excuse. However, um, things in my, like, like it had nothing to do with that person, but like things got overwhelming and they just quickly became not a priority. And then I was confused about how I was feeling about them and just didn't really, so I was being avoidant. So let's Mm -hmm. be honest, I was being avoidant, um, trying to figure out my feelings and stuff and they end up being ghosted on accident. I didn't mean to, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah. So like the, the intent wasn't to like make them feel bad or whatever, it was just like, I didn't communicate well. Mm-hmm. and um there was a lot going on yeah yeah um for me i'm an extreme people pleaser so i immediately think about like okay how is this going to make this person feel <laughs> what do i do to make them not feel so bad about what i'm about to say um and usually it's me putting up with like a lot of I don't know, them trying to, like, fix stuff that can't be fixed. Um, I mean, I didn't really want to bring, like, romantic examples, but that's the only one I can think of where I've rejected someone. Um, But it was someone who wanted to stay in a relationship when I had no interest. And, oh, my God, how long? That went on for weeks. It took weeks to finally, like, get them to just, like, stop. (laughs) And so, um, like... Even being avoidant, like, I, why was I being avoidant, right? Like, because I didn't want to say, like, mean and yeah. hurtful things. Mm-hmm. But how much more 
does ghosting hurt versus saying those mean things? Like it's like it's 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 like which one's gonna hurt more? Yeah, and you really have no idea, like depending on how that person takes it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just personally, whether it's a romantic relationship or it's a friendship or it's a business interaction, just close the loop, mm-hmm. right? So there's no ambiguity. Just mm-hmm. close the loop. Otherwise, we tend to make up stories. Well, maybe she didn't get my text. Maybe the email didn't go through. Maybe they just got so overwhelmed they forgot. So mm-hmm. then we start, you know, creating stories in our heads and mm-hmm. that makes us feel a certain way. And giving and receiving, you know, that's why there's the cliche breaking up is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Because I would say for the most part, most people don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. Mm-hmm. And yet when we are vague or we have a lot of gray area, people will interpret that as, oh, well, maybe there's a chance, (laughs) right? Whether it's for the job or for the friendship or for the relate, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe there's a chance. So I have learned and same thing. I would much rather be rejected than be the one to reject. I think it's just easier for me to reject, be rejected than be the one to reject. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to have to do it, I think, at some point in our lives, whether you are, you know, the hiring manager and you have to tell somebody, you know, we chose somebody else, right? That's hard. And I think yet it's a good conversation to have rather than, well, we'll only call you if we, if we're hiring you, (laughs) right? So I always am going to encourage people to close the loop on all ends. Communication Mm -hmm. is so important and it can be done kindly and compassionately. And if you're the one receiving that rejection, take the pause, take the deep breath and try to step back from it. And, you know, maybe do a little bit of that inner work, maybe do the reflection. And if it is the rejection with bias, like the one young man was saying, that is on them. That is their own growth process to go through. That's not yours. And that falls under, you know, yeah, that sucks. Life's not Mm -hmm. fair. And there are still going to be people who do that. Yeah. But if it is that rejection with merit, then we can acknowledge that and say, okay, I understand it. I don't love it. <laughs> Maybe there's a good reason for it. And I'll learn that reason later, but I get it. And doesn't it have any reflection that I'm less of a person? I'm just not the right fit for this, whether it's a relationship or a job mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I totally agree with you when you were saying that we don't want to hurt people. And um, more specifically, I'd rather be rejected than reject someone. Um, so I'm going to share a story where I was in um, eighth grade and I was seeing this girl that I really, really liked. And it got back to me that she wanted to break up with me, but I was having a hard time. So I was like, man, like, well, I don't want her to be unhappy, right? So I go to break up with her to make it easier on her, even though it was, gonna, it was hurting the heck out of me. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, thank you, which really, really sucked, <laughs> thank too. You. Right? But then I found out she took it super hard later. And I was like, well, I wouldn't have even done it, but, like, everyone, like, everyone was saying this, so I thought it had to be true, you know? Mm. Which I think part of it was true, but um, but not really. And so, like, years later, like, when we became adults and, like, like 
I was like, hey, like, what was that even about? Like, what was going wrong? And she's like, to be honest, it was so stupid. I had started my um, cycle that day, like, for the first time, and <laughs> I, just, I was just all over the place emotionally. <laughs> so um, that's how that story ends. <laughs> but yeah, like, eighth grade, young love, <laughs> stupidness. And yet real, right? Because that's a, where a lot of our character and our mm -hmm. um, our confidence and all of that stuff is developed or shattered. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I will say similar. It was, you know, a sixth grade, a boy that I really liked and he paid attention to me in sixth grade and seventh grade and then kind of stopped in eighth grade and then was paying attention to all the other girls throughout high school. And I was like, but why? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, what, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? And those are things that then perpetuate and maybe the more we reject and it's kind of that or get rejected, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? There's something wrong with me. So what mm -hmm. do I have to fix mm -hmm. rather than saying, hmm, okay, I'm just not the right person for that person. Just yeah. like there's been plenty of people who are not the right person for me. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the sooner we, we get to that point in life where we understand we are never going to please everybody, mm -hmm. just like people are not going to please you and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, whether it's a friend or intimate relationship or a job, it, it's, it's really all the same and understanding that that's all part of it. And so, you know, taking again, that step back when you're either rejecting or you're being rejected, recognizing that that's part of life. And we, mm -hmm. we, we really do want to work on healthy, coping skills because rejection no matter what it is it's not fun it isn't no. right and so it's really then about developing those healthy coping skills to move through that pain that i think is important for each human to get mm -hmm. through you know because you're going to be rejected that's just life mm -hmm. yeah. so speaking of healthy coping skills what are some healthy ways we can cope with rejection you beat me to the segue lamont <laughs> i was like Ooh, a way in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the per perspective is always a good thing to have, right? To, to take that step back and look at it from a, the bigger picture. And, and it's hard to do when you're in the midst of it. Right. Um, right. And, you know, maybe to get a little outside perspective from other people, you know, how do you, how do you view this? And it depends on what the particular situation is. Um, and, and to, to look inward, right. Reflect and, and do a little introspection because sometimes the rejection, while it might seem without bias or with bias, sometimes there is truth to what is being said. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I've had friendships where, you know, I've been told, well, it's because of this, this, and this. And I look at that and I'm like, you know, I, I can see that. And, and I don't mm -hmm. really like that about me, honestly. Yeah. Right. Because let's face it, we do things that ultimately sometimes when we look back, we're like, yeah, that I, I don't really like the way I presented myself or mm -hmm. the thing I said, or the way I handled that situation. So then that's up to me to choose if I want to learn and grow. And what, what do I need to work on personally? Not that I'm trying to fix myself or to conform to what somebody else is telling me I should do, but are there opportunities for me to improve, evolve, you know, in some way to 
um, to, to really learn how to navigate different situations. And it is totally natural to be defensive. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example just in my profession. You know, when I'm teaching, I could be, I could be facilitating a workshop for 50 people and 48 of them will say really amazing things and two people will be like, eh, and one of them will be like, Shh. Yeah. like, oh, she was awful and she did this and I couldn't believe she said that and she was that. And it doesn't matter that the other 48 had really great things. I am honing in on that one. Mm-hmm. And that is like, oh my gosh. And I used to take that so personally. And I used to think, I can't believe that person thinks that. How could they do it? Mm-hmm. What did I do? How am I going to change to make sure I don't do that again? And some of what they said was valid. Like, oh, I, I didn't even know that someone could interpret what I said in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. So instead of getting defensive, like, oh, that person's crazy and I'm going to dismiss what they say, I will always take it. And then I'll decide what do I do with the information I'm being given? Some of it was valid. Some of it, I have a feeling, is probably more of a reflection or a projection of their own stuff. Now, if I had 48 people who said those things and only two who were like, (laughs) oh my gosh, that was the best thing ever. Well, then I would look at that in that way too, right? So Mm -hmm. I think the ability to really look at the information you've been given, and that's why I think um, empathetic and compassionate rejection when you are the one delivering the message, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can be used in a, in a really productive way, right? So going back to my gymnastics, you know, when she said, well, Dale didn't think she's strong enough. She doesn't have the, the innate talent. Okay, I'm not strong enough. Well, guess what? I can get stronger. Do I have the innate talent? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. So he wasn't wrong. He was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But what can I do about that? I mean, I can't do anything about my innate talent, but I can work harder. And so that maybe I work harder and I get to be as good as somebody who has innate talent, but doesn't work as hard. Mm -hmm. So I can use that information in a positive way. uh, But I do think we can all learn how to deliver that in a kind, compassion, empathetic way. But you also have to be open to receiving that. And sometimes we don't want to hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the biggest problems is that we're not open to it or we're not ready for it or it comes across a certain way and we just put up our defenses because we're hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know quite a few people. Are they friends? They're more acquaintances than anything. Um, but I know quite a few people that get really stuck on the rejection part of things to where like they can't move on from stuff and they bring that same feeling into the next opportunity. Most of the time it's a relationship. They're like, oh, I got rejected again. It must be because of this. And then the next time I hear about it, they're like, oh, I knew it was because of this because I'm X, Y, Z. I'm just like, you gotta, gotta just push past that. (laughs) Um, so I guess that's a, that's a good question is like, what is a way to push past something like that like what do you guys think that means like I've tried to like talk to them before but they just get so caught up in the oh it's me (laughs) it's these bad things about me so what what can we say for people like that (laughs) 
So, um, again, like, so we're focusing on, like, healthy ways to cope with rejection. I would say be honest. I think now Ashley hit on the head when she was like, take it in. Mm-hmm. Um, take in that feeling. And not, don't only just take in that feeling. Name what that feeling is. Notice how intense that feeling is. And then just, just acknowledge it to yourself. Like, yeah, that hurt. Um, why did it hurt? Be curious about it. I keep saying this, like, be curious, like, dig into it. Um, and then when we're curious, it keeps us out of the judgments. So we can really examine what's going on and be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, Leah, to your point, um, sometimes we maybe unintentionally seek out the very thing that we know is going to reject us Mm -hmm. Mm. because then we can say we'll see and then we don't have to do anything right it's just the way it is Um, because what if I sought out something else that would actually accept me Mm -hmm. what would that do now I'm accepted I've never lived a life where I've been accepted I don't even know what that is I don't know how to be I only know how to be rejected and so Sometimes I think it can be very unintentional. It can be a little bit subconscious that we're doing it. But if, if you are somebody who feels like you get rejected because of the same thing over and over and over, well, there must be something that's drawing you to people who will reject you for those same things. And so what is that? Is it fear of success? Fear of success is a very real thing right it it really is and i know a lot of people maybe have never heard of it or don't even think that that could be possible and yet if i am successful well now that means i have to continue to do these things and this is hard Mm. (laughs) right Mm. versus oh if i'm rejected well then i can go eat or drink or what was me or isolate or whatever right the coping mechanisms that we turn to so you know and i i've been there too where oh why why does this keep happening to me? Well, then I had to look at me because what's the common thread? Me. Mm-hmm. I'm the common thread in all of those situations. So, okay, maybe there is work I have to do. Maybe I keep seeking out, uh, you know, controlling relationships because I felt abandoned wherever at some point or rejected and it feels good to be, con- you know, controlled. Oh, that means they love me. And yet, mm, Nope, this is actually a different kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of times that what we do in the future, especially when it comes to friendships and intimate relationships is because of unhealed wounds and trauma from some point. And it doesn't have to be major trauma. I mean, I don't consider the coach saying, oh, she isn't good enough. That's not trauma. And yet it was traumatic for mm-hmm. my first experience of eight years old to be rejected yeah. in that way, right? Yeah. So we internalize things in different ways. And until you get to the root and the source of that pain, we're just going to continue to look for band-aids, put a band-aid, put a band-aid, put a band-aid. And, and it's, it's probably not going to work out healthy in the long run. Hmm. Yeah. So continuing to like be honest, um, one way I think to cope with that is to stick with the facts, right? So I think we get emotional or we get too sensitive, which is allowed, but then we start telling ourselves those stories that you were talking about. And then we, what's it called? 
diverge from like what is actually happening so learning to bring yourself back to the facts like wait well what was exactly said Mm -hmm. and maybe not like what do they mean by this but like Mm -hmm. okay this is what was said let's stick to the facts how does that make me feel and what am i going to do about it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i'm kind of as as a almost 49 year old i'm currently going through what i would call rejection it has to do with a very very long time dear friend of mine since we're three Uh, she was my very first friend really she's my longest lasting friend and i have been feeling incredibly rejected by her and i'm guessing she doesn't even know Mm -hmm. and it mainly because i've given her a pass for decades because she has a very full life of incredibly busy 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 life and i give a lot of grace to people who have that life because mine isn't as busy so i get that as far as the specific time and energy I have more to give than somebody Mm -hmm. else does. So when there are people who are really important to me, I will give them that grace. However, when I am the only one making effort, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. never reciprocated. It's never initiated. It's never, you know, coming organically from the other side. Then that starts to feel like I'm of no value anymore. Right. And so reach out, have the conversation. Oh my gosh, no, I'm so sorry. Just busy, busy. Yes, of course, blah, 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 blah. And yet your actions say otherwise. So at some point when the actions don't match the words, now what, right? Now, what am Mm -hmm. I going to do? Well, it's not somebody I'm going to cut out of my life, but I have to now evaluate, do I really want to keep on giving all this energy, giving, giving, giving? And I mean, at this point I don't, and it's sad. It's very hard Mm -hmm. for me to do that because it's a loss that I have to cope with. And it is rejection because I'm no longer important enough for you to think about organically on your own to just reach out and say, Hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that hurts, right? It does. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes from somebody that you never, ever, ever thought that would come from. Yeah. So, you know, it can come in all shapes and forms at all points in your life. And um, and yet it's up to me now to decide how much do I want to keep allowing that to happen because I am allowing it to happen if I continue to give, 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 and then I get mad because it's not being returned. Right. Yeah. I, I love that you were, you're talking about taking responsibility for your actions um knowing like what is in your power i do have the power to continue in the same way or the power to change it and maybe not give so much Mm -hmm. so i guess uh, my major concern is for the people that beat themselves up that have so much negative self-talk who judge themselves and maybe others and um just live in that space um i would want them to find ways out of that negative self-thinking make um reforming that negative self-thinking and making it a priority to like make it more positive more realistic Mm -hmm. um like i said i think some people just get so caught up in it and it makes me sad because i mean there was a point where i was like that too and i was like i don't want to be that person's like okay you just have to get over it (laughs) but as someone who's like yeah like as someone who's gotten over it (laughs) sometimes it's just kind of like oh if i could just put it in your brain like just put it in there like you're not that 
and you're great. <laughs> Give them the resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think to your point, Leah, I don't think it's healthy or helpful to ignore the way you feel, right? I think you mm -hmm. should feel what you feel, acknowledge those feelings. But at some point, is this helpful? Yeah. How is this helping me? Right. And believe me, I've been in woe is me phase. I went through a really difficult situation with, I mean, he's now an ex-husband, but, and I was, woe is me. And I was, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't, I don't mm -hmm. want to have eye contact with anybody. Like I'm going to head down, do my work. Life is fine. I'm fine. Move on. Let's go. And so to ignore and pretend that everything's okay when it's not, that will help. That's a coping mechanism. And that will help when you're in survival mode. But at some point that becomes not only not helpful, but now it becomes harmful because mm -hmm. to stew in that means you cannot possibly grow and move forward. And energy is very, very fluid and transferable. And when you are in negative energy, you are giving that off and you are attracting it and inviting it back into your life. Mm -hmm. And so the hard choice, I always say the healthy choice is the hard choice, the hard choice when you recognize that, okay, if I want something different, I have to do something different. Right. I have to behave differently. And maybe that just starts with my own attitude. Mm -hmm. And that might actually require a lot of deep work. Some people do have to go through a lot of deep healing. And we don't want to do that because it's yucky and it's messy. And we'd rather just have the quick fix band-aid. Mm -hmm. But that's not really the way life works. And so, yeah. you know, for some people, it is about learning to first of all, figure out what the trauma and the wound is and where did it come from? And then, okay, how to go about healing it, not how to put a bandaid on it, but how to actually heal it. And that might be learning to forgive, right? Learning to let go of guilt, of anger, of shame. We have to, and those are things we have to learn to let go of because mm -hmm. they are naturally ingrained in us because it's all rooted in survival. Mm -hmm. So it might, for some people, be a really difficult process of healing in that journey. For some people, it might be relatively easy. It just depends on, on what the situation mm -hmm. is. But for almost everybody, it requires a little bit of that work to truly move forward and to get to a, a different place with, you know, getting through rejection and being somebody who can deliver rejection in, in a kind, compassionate, empathetic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one tool um, you can use if you're in that like negative headspace is like maybe give yourself credit for trying or give yourself credit for something valid, right? Um, think about what you're good at and what's good about you. Um, when we're like like down in that yuckiness and we're trying to like climb our way out, um, I think those are a couple of tools that could help give us some perspective and maybe become get into a curious mindset and then really like examine what's going on mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean any way to start changing the narrative right it's natural to be negative that is normal but it takes a lot of hard work to change the narrative and that yeah. means you have to first if you can't give me 10 things off the top of your head that are good about you that would be a good starting point and if you truly don't believe there are 10 good things about you, there's some really deep work and healing that probably has to happen because you have been wounded in a lot of ways if you really can't find 10 good things about yourself. Yeah. So if you're listening 
list 10 great things about you, good things about you. Lay and I, we want to know. We want to know. Um, and if you're struggling with this, this can be a tool that helps you grow. <laughs> Seek out people that you trust and see how they view you. And then take that in and see if that works for you. And then another way to cope with rejection. I know we talked about this earlier, but I just want to bring it up again. Um, is use it as motivation. I'm petty like that too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you said I can't? Well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I, love, I love people like that. I love people like that. Like, yeah, it might be a little bit petty. Like, yeah, you might be a little angry or mad. Um, yes, that anger might be fueling you. But in the end, um, I do believe you grow from it. And then when you, like, let all that anger, all that frustration go, and you've achieved your goal, you're like, you know what? Hey, it got me there, you know? I'll say I, I used a little bit of that. Um, there was, there was a, a girl in, in school, and I was under her spell. I was, uh, I was a follower. I was very much a sheep. I had very little confidence and I just believed everything she did and said. And, and that really destroyed me in a lot of ways. And when I woke up, <laughs> uh, and really learned the truth about it, that was motivation for me. Uh, and a lot of the things that I did that were positive were simply to prove her wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yes. I moved from like a constant like like you said woe is me sort of situation straight to just like petty <laughs> is this growth I don't know <laughs> you know what the awareness that you're doing it and the awareness of for you to say this is totally petty that's that's it so I think it's fine it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> she's like i found this tool it works for me i'm sticking with it yes <laughs> i'm not sad anymore now i'm just petty oh my goodness oh my gosh i think i think we have covered a lot said a lot um i loved everyone who turned in a video for me like last moment friday night i was like hey can you do this for me and you guys got on it and you got it in um thank you guys so much i think it's time for a break yes let's go get some water all righty lamont today's activity is short and sweet um you know those little things you see on facebook that's like your favorite whatever says about you <laughs> like, is that the thing that goes over your head and then like pops up no well i mean oh. there's been a few filters like that but i mean like your favorite starbucks drink says this about you or your zodiac says this about you i may not be familiar about it but i'm excited about the activity <laughs> they're just little images they don't really mean anything but i thought that'd be interesting to do today to okay. see what our favorite things say about us and are they true i guess that's going to be the question how true are these <laughs> okay it says what's your ice cream flavor says about you all right so the different ice cream flavors and lamont you can tell me which one uh we have vanilla strawberry chocolate french vanilla chocolate fudge brownie rum raisin salted caramel chubby hubby rainbow sherbet coffee irish coffee 
chocolate chip cookie dough, birthday cake, bubble gum, and green tea. So, Leia, I like a strawberry swirl. So, a strawberry swirl is just vanilla and strawberry. So, let's read both. Let's see if if they're true. Okay, so let's start off with vanilla. Your favorite color is beige. That is not true. <laughs> All right, and then strawberry, you're pretending this is fruit. How rude. Strawberry <laughs> is fruit. And I'm not pretending that the ice cream is fruit. The ice cream is ice cream. <laughs> Um, okay, so my favorite is green tea, actually. Ooh, I knew and that. It, I knew that. And it says, you're missing the point of ice cream. This is true. Wow. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> um, followed very closely by chocolate. Yeah, it is well, good. That's why I like it. And chocolate says, you know a good thing when you taste it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's like a decent one, but I think this is like... <laughs> ridiculous this is biased and untrue lamont and leia podcast not approved <laughs> rejected. Right. rejected rejected, rejected. <laughs> okay okay next one um what your favorite color says about you lamont what's your favorite color silver and silver. gray is not silver <laughs> gray is not silver so what do we do I don't know. Let's just choose gray and white, I guess. Okay, let's do gray and white. Um, gray, withdrawn, introverted. Okay, so no, not gray. <laughs> and white, calm, peacemaker. No. <laughs> I can be a peacemaker. I can be calm. <laughs> Sometimes. What is your second favorite color? Let's see. Black. Black. Cynical, mysterious, intelligent. None of these are true for Lamont. That's... <laughs> I am too intelligent. Well, I'm I mean, mysterious. intelligent, yes. Am I mysterious? No, you're not. Some people, for some people, they're like, I don't understand you. I don't get you. How can you be so passionate for everyone in the world? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> Um, I, can, I can be cynical depending on what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, hmm. I don't know. They don't have silver on here, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I wonder what silver would say. I don't know. Um, for me, black. So cynical, mysterious, intelligent. Which those yes. are all true as well. Yes. Followed um, by... I don't know. It depends on my mood. Blue and green are very interchangeable, as you can see with my hair. <laughs> Blue says calm, sensitive, patient. Sensitive, sensitive yes. yes. Calm, calm no. Sometimes. No. <laughs> patient, not at all. Patient. You can. <laughs> um, and then green says gentle, sincere, passionate. Those are all true. <laughs> gentle i guess I'm so gentle. you're not really violent so I, I <laughs> i'm not i'm not violent <laughs> i'm just a lot <laughs> yeah and then you're definitely sincere and you're definitely passionate <laughs> okay so um this one doesn't get too rejected a little bit i don't know how i feel about it okay next one what your sleeping position says about you so we have sleeping on stomach sleeping on your back fetal position, sleeping on your side, or multiple sleeping positions. Lamont, how do I you sleep at night? tend to sleep on my stomach or side. My favorite position, if I'm going to sleep on my back, is like my hand behind my head. I'm pretty sure I picked that up from Dawson's Creek. 
kind of trying to be sexy or something. I don't know. That's how Dawson would always sleep. <laughs> okay. So what would you say your sleeping position is, though? Um, Probably back inside. Back inside. Back inside. No, not, not back inside. Stomach, stomach. inside. Stomach. stomach okay. Inside. So stomach means you're closed off. Lies. Mm. Side means you're balanced. I work on that. I try. <laughs> um, for me, I sleep on my side. So balance. But you know what I was reading because it's a whole article, it's not just an image. Um I like I like what it says about sleeping on your side. It says this position is a combination of back and fetal. It's quite literally balances you out. If you sleep like this, you're all about maintaining balance in bed and in life. According to a survey conducted by Sealy and UK mattress manufacturer, people who sleep on their left side tend to work in marketing and advertising right side sleepers right side sleeping is favored by those who work in transport and manufacturing i sleep on my left side i do work in marketing <laughs> and i don't work in marketing so hmm i mean you market for us no oh, i guess i sleep on my side because i'm fat <laughs> like it's it's more comfortable to do it that way i i think i actually would prefer to sleep on my back so what does back say confident Oh. oh. So if I didn't have weight problems, I probably would be sleeping on my back. Mm. Lamont, you're confident. And I am balanced, supposedly. <laughs> All right. Last one. Um, what your birthday says about you. Oh, Lamont Lord. was born in August. Mm -hmm. August, you were born in August. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's what it says. You were born in August. Oh, well, yours is February. <laughs> yeah, so this one was just a joke I thought was funny. Okay. It's like, what your birthday says about you, January, born in January, February, born in February, etc. <laughs> Alrighty, enough of my dumb jokes. Let's get back to the actual subject at hand. <laughs> Alright. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the Lamont and Leia podcast. It has been a great conversation. You have been yes. so insightful. Um, I love the compassionate piece that you really brought in because Leia and I are about being compassionate. So thank you so much. Well, it's been my pleasure and a fun conversation and absolutely um, kudos to all those who put, uh, provided a video. I know it can be a, a hard topic mm -hmm. to speak on, especially you know when it's very personal personal and can be raw and difficult. So I think the more open and honest we are about having these conversations, the easier it is. Because what, what I know, having done what I do for years and being where I am in life is we are all very much more alike than we are different. Same and true. if we can share those experiences and, you know, hopefully that can help other people along the way. I think personally, that's what I strive to do. And, and obviously, you know, with what you all are doing with your, with your podcast, that's what you do as well. So thank to you both. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, I know we already went over your contact information, but let's just go ahead and list those again. If someone wanted to get in contact with you to either further the conversation or talk about something else or get more information about you do, where can they reach out? Well, thank you. Yeah, my website is the best place, betterbeings.net. And there's a contact me form. You can go there. You can see all the things I do, the books I've written, the online courses I have have uh so that would be the best place thank you awesome 
yeah so make sure you guys check out all the links in the description we always put them there so if you are interested in any of the things uh sorry any of the people that we are speaking to make sure to check out the description for all their contact information right and michelle are there any special projects that you are working on that you would like to share with us yeah, I would say um, the, the biggest one that has been on my vision board and happy to get to check it off is I did mm -hmm. officially launch U Revolution University. And as I mentioned earlier, that is basically the online access to everything I teach and train on. And I think it's your one-stop shop. If you want to learn how to be a healthy, happy human, I cover everything from nutrition to exercise to attitude and mindset, goal setting, sleep, stress management, hormones. I mean, it's all there. So uh, I encourage people to go check it out. I'm pretty excited about it. And um, yeah, you can just join the U Revolution and then, you know, be a, be a student to further your own uh, level of growth. I think that's the place to go. That, that sounds awesome. like an incredible resource. Yeah, definitely. All right. And finally, is there any message that you would like to share from your heart that you just want people to know? It doesn't necessarily have to be about today's topic, but just something that you think people should think about. Yeah, um, you know, I think as I've evolved into a healthier, happier human, there are a couple of things that I, I know I have learned along the way and I'm passionate of sharing those things. And for me, you know, one of, it, one of them was, if I wanted to be better, I had to do better. So I really did look at my own actions, my behaviors, how I was showing up in my own life. And a part of that was to get very clear on my goals, my values and my priorities. And mm -hmm. I, I teach a lot of classes on that and people struggle to put real words to that. So I would say, you know, start there, be very clear. What are your goals, values and, and priorities? What, it, what matters to you? What is important to you? And then evaluate if you're spending your time, money and energy in ways that align with that. Because if you're not, it's, you're going to feel very disconnected. And if you recognize that you're not, then what do I need to do differently? Uh, another one that every, every situation, no matter what it is, it's hard now or harder later. So I have worked hard to make the hard choice now to avoid harder later and just embrace this journey of life with an open mind, with kindness for yourself and others, with patience for yourself and for the process, but always striving to be open to learn, to grow, to evolve, uh, what I would call to be a better being. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to our viewers and listeners, and we'll see you next week. Today's life lesson is be a champion. Champions believe in themselves, even when no one else does. Believing in ourselves is an amazing way to love ourselves. And love always wins. So, there you are. Be a champion, honey. And that is today's Life Lesson. This has been the Lamont 
and Leia podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. Special thanks to our guest, Michelle Zellner. This topic was brought to light by Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by Leia Nakahiki. Thanks so much to Ingenue for our music. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending messages on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. YouTube? Did you say YouTube? I think we have, yeah, we do have a YouTube. Make sure to check out the link in our description and you can actually watch all of our podcast episodes. Hey, have you gotten your Lamont and Leia stickers yet? Do it. Don't hesitate, get them today. And always, thanks for listening.